Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. John chapter number 6, verse 5, but just let's start from verse 32, just to, just, just, just to, yeah, ready. Then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. So very assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my father in heaven. Okay. Why? For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. What is the bread of God? It says that the, the manna Moses gave is not the bread from heaven. It rained from heaven. Be careful how you define breakthrough. It rained from heaven. This thing came from heaven. They ate by the time they woke up in the morning, the thing was there. We ate bread from, they woke up in the morning. So what's your favorite food? Whatever your favorite food, the thing tasted like that. The manna was proper. It was food par excellence. (laughs) A very unique food. They woke up and they would eat. And they were instructed to take as much as you, you can eat. And don't store some. Because if you store some, anyone who tries to store some, the next day it turns into worms. Apart from the one that God told them, store some in the Ark of the Covenant. That one never went bad in heaven. That's what we are going to eat. He said, if you overcome, I'll give you the food that is. Revelation chapter 2 verse 17. He who overcomes, I'll give him to eat. He called it the hidden. Some was hidden in the Ark for the overcomers. Those who overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of testimony. So, the manna was so good, then Jesus comes, he, one day, you see, say divine providence, how Leah was connected to Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Leah, Leah, providence. She was, Bible says that Jacob loved Leah, and when God, saw Rachel, and when God saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb. And he gave, she gave birth to a first, chapter 19, verse 29, verse 17. She gave birth to a first son, and he named his Reuben. And then she gave birth, conceived again, and gave birth to a second son. And she named him um, Simeon, and she conceived again, gave birth to a third child, and con- a, a son, and named him Levi. And he, she conceived again, and gave birth to a ch- fourth one. He gave, he, and named, named him Judah. The lion of the tribe of Judah. And Bible said he left giving birth. And she, um, when Rachel realized that she wasn't giving birth, she took her maid, gave her to her husband, and she produced for, for her. And so when Leah realized that um, Rachel's maids have given birth, she also took her maid and gave her, gave, gave her to uh, Jacob, Father Jacob, and Father Jacob produced two out of that one too. Ha! And then one day, one day, one day, Leah's son, Simeon, came from the uh, woods and then he brought some fruits, mandarins. And then Rachel said, Can I have some of the mandarin to eat? And then Leah said, Ah, you have taken my husband. You want, now want to collect my son's mandarin too? He said, give me the mandarin and let me eat. And then so she said, if I give you the mandarin, then you have to allow Mr. Jacob, Daddy Jacob, to come into me tonight. And so he said, no problem. He said, deal. And then he ate the mandarins. And then when Jacob came from town, as soon as he arrived, Leah went to him. The Bible said she conceived again and she gave birth. And then she conceived again and she gave birth to Issachar. Hallelujah. And then afterwards, Rachel. Yeah, she had the Levites, uh, the, uh, the Gadites, the. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she had all the key ones. Very, the key ones. But because Jacob was loved, uh, sorry, Rachel was loved, her children were special. So they had 
Joseph and Benjamin, key ones. And you know what? Benjamin, in the day, yesterday I spoke about, in the day of the last of Israel, when they lasted for a king, do you know where the king came from? Benjamin. But when God was ready to give them a king, he came from Judah. Because Benjamin's mother was a mother who made the man last. Not, she didn't make him last, but she had a nice figure. Beautiful face and a nice figure. And he said, I'll wait for her for 14 years so I can marry her and go into her. That's, that's his words. He married her. He said, no, I've said, bring me my wife so I can marry her. And after all that, Jesus shows up. And then Jesus tells, you know, it looks like providence. Very interesting that he, Bible says that he was teaching one day. He taught, listen, it's normal. Read your Bible. In fact, Joshua, Pastor Joshua, chapter 6, verse 1 of John. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which okay. is the Sea of Tiberias. Yes. Then a great multitude followed him uh-huh. because they saw his signs, which he performed on those who were diseased. And Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. Now the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was, was near. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes, and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to test him, for, for he, he himself, himself knew what he would do. Verse six. So now, he saw the multitude coming because of the miracles he did. He did miracles, so many miracles. And he withdrew, and the multitudes followed him, crowd. A lot of them gathered around him. He sat down with his disciples, teaching the disciples. In Matthew chapter 5, Bible, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 1, Bible says, and seeing the multitudes, <laughs> and it came to pass, sorry, it starts with, and it came to pass. <laughs> and seeing the multitudes, <laughs> he sat down, and began to teach them, saying, Blessed are, then he started teaching, he touched them the Beatitudes. When he saw the multitudes, he sat down and taught them. Here, the Bible says that the multitudes came because of the miracles he's been doing. And, but it was time for the feast. And he realized that the people must be hungry by now. So he asked Philip, Where shall we find bread for these guys to eat? And he said, Sir, you are talking about bread. Not to talk of the number. As for bread, they may sell some. But all the corner shops, if we add all of them together, travel as far as Luton, Birmingham, all, all the shops together, we can't have enough bread to feed everyone here. How much bread? A year's wages cannot even buy bread for these guys. Look into your Bible. Hallelujah. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes, and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? When but, he saw the great multitude, he said, where shall we buy bread? Let's all say that together. Where shall we buy bread? Please see that, say it again. Where shall we buy bread? When he saw the multitude, the next thing he asked was, where can we find bread for them to eat? Say, bread for food. Bread for food. And he asks this question, verse 6 says, for he himself knew what he would do. The question he was asking was not talking about the five, the boys' five loaves. No, no, that's not what I was talking about. I remembered. Ah, it wasn't about the boys' five loaves. When the Bible said he himself knew what he would do. He worked the miracles. That's why I took our divine providence. It looked like he trapped the people out, out so he can start a lecture on bread. He started a whole lecture. That was the biggest chapter on bread in the Bible. But at the time he was teaching on bread, the guys had been eating and they were full. There was leftover. Twelve boxes left over. So that was not the bread after they had eaten. He withdrew himself and went away. He vanished. And the people chased him because they ate. They followed him. And when he met, they met Jesus, Jesus said, what? I know why you are looking for me. Because you got bread and you ate. You are full. You are coming after me. And you know why they wanted him? They were now following him to go and make him their prime minister. 
Because if you have prime minister who will be commanding bread to come, there will not be credit crunch. You will have financial problems in town because the bread will just be multiplied. You, in those days, they were living for bread. So they came to make him king because of what? The bread they ate. From verse 20. But he said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. Then they willingly received After him. the people finished eating, he went and they told them, come on the sea, on the boat. So he left and then later on, at night, he walked and came to them and they were afraid. And he said, don't be afraid, it's me. So they received him to the boat. Okay, that's what he said, go on. On the following day, when the people who were standing on the other side of the sea saw that there was no boat there, except that one which his disciples had entered, and that Jesus had not entered the boat with the, his disciples, but his disciples had gone away alone. However, other boats came from Tiberias near the place where they ate bread after the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore oh, saw that... That, that, that is even signified. They ate bread after... How did they end up eating bread after the thanks? It takes thanks to get bread. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples... They also got into boats and came to Capernaum seeking Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me, not because you saw you the signs. You are coming because of the bread. But because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Can you imagine? They ate of the loaves and that's why they are seeking Jesus. Is the, the bread and butter Christianity. He says, I know why you came. I know why he came. It's because of the bread. But not because of the signs that I've been doing that are pointing you towards God. It's the bread. Go ahead. Do not labor for food which perishes, but for the food which endures to eternal life, everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. Then they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God, that you believe in him who he sent. Therefore they said to him, What sign will you perform then, that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus... Wait, wait, wait. Watch the, the discourse. The discussion was about bread. But just for you, I need to go back and show you something so that you see it in the Bible for yourself. Verse 14. Then those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, This is truly the prophet who is yes. to come into the world. Uh-huh. Therefore, when Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he departed again to the mountain by himself alone. He, he left the guys. He left the guys. What any politician now would get this? Eh? The people wanted to make him. They were about to take him and make him king by force. <laughs> Why? Because of the bread they ate. And when he said, Jesus didn't come for a political agenda. As soon as he saw that, he withdrew himself. And listen to me, brothers and sisters. This is all part of the statement. For he himself knew what he would do. He knew what was in the heart of man. So they were, they, they were, fall, they, they were falling for the trap of God. He was leading them on onto something. And so first of all, he did some signs and miracles. He withdrew himself. And the people followed him because of the signs. And then he redeemed himself at a time where hunger and the, there was time for feast and they would be needing bread. And so he said, where are we going to find bread? So they will eat. Then the disciples started talking about all kinds of economic issues and logistics. And the Bible said he himself knew what he would do. And then one said that there's a, a young lad. He had, he has um, five loaves of bread and two fish. And he added, but what is it among so many? This one can, Jesus said, bring it. When Jesus, he brought it, Jesus took it, blessed it, broke it, gave it to his disciples and told them that, let the people sit down in order and then distribute it to them. And then they started distributing. Everybody had some. They ate and ate and ate and ate. When he finished, he told them that gather their fragments. They gathered it and they had 12 baskets, 12 baskets. And so when the people said, saw the sign, they said, what? This is the prophet who is supposed to come. Hey, said, this is the man. So they plan a prophet. Why would you want to make a prophet a king? <laughs> Why would you want to make a prophet a king? When they saw that, see, what do you do with a prophet? You honor him. What do you do to, with, to a prophet? That, that's, that's all you do. Other than that, you, 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 you stone him. 
Because he won't fit into the other things human beings would like a prophet to fit into. Fit into. Prophets are very unpredictable and weird. When I say weird, anyone who carries a prophetic grace will not fit into, when you get so close to them, the way you, was, you want them to be for you, you find out that they are not really there. So you have to rather adjust to how you will be in honor of the oil, not how much, they, what they will be for you. They want, now they want to make him a king. And when you perceive that these guys are coming to make him a king by force, like the way they do in some of your hometowns, they make him a king by force. Bible said he redrew himself and he asked the disciples to take the lead. So he put them in the boat and they went. And himself at midnight, in the night, he walked on the water and came to the disciples and they were afraid. He said, don't worry, it's me. He joined them and they arrived. So when the people saw that ah, there was only one boat at the shore and the disciples went in that boat and they didn't know how Jesus left. They decided to follow up anyway. They also got other boats that have come, joined and chased him. So when Jesus, they came, Jesus said, I know why you are coming to me. You are not coming to me because of the sign. You are coming to me because of the bread. Then he started giving them lecture on bread. Bread lectures. Bread lectures. All right, so let's pick it from there, verse 26 again. Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. Then they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. Therefore they said to him, What sign will you perform then, that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate... No, 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 no. Listen, listen, that's interesting. They, they follow him from the signs. They said that this man is a prophet. Now, and God, Jesus said, you are following me because of the bread. But don't labor. Listen, he told them in the verse, verse 25, he said, labor not for the, the meat, okay, which is the bread which perishes, but for the bread which uh, endures unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall... But he has given them bread already. Which other bread is he talking about? He has given them bread already. He said, labor for this bread that when you eat, you have eternal life. And they, they, they said, what must we do to do the works of God? And he said, the works of God is that you believe him who have sent. They said, what sign would you give us so we can believe you? Then you know what they started again? After saying sign, what did they say? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert, ah. as it is written. He didn't bring the manna, they brought the manna. He was leading them on to something, leading them on. So they brought bread. They said, our fathers ate manna. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, uh-huh. but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. All right, this, this, listen to it. Read the, verse, the two verses before again. Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. The next verse. Therefore they said to him, what sign will you perform then? that we may see it and believe you. What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Watch this. They said, our fathers ate the, uh, the manna in the desert, as it is written, and they quoted. He gave them bread to eat. So they were saying that the manna they ate, that's what the Bible said. So he gave them a sign. He gave them bread to eat. He said, what sign would you give us? Our fathers ate manna as it was written. He gave them bread to eat. So Moses was a major prophet and God was the, the one who validated Moses by giving them the sign. A bread from heaven. Read it. Then Jesus said to them, most assuredly I say to you. Watch this. Yes. Moses did not give you the bread from heaven. Ah! So Jesus said the scripture is not talking about the manna in the desert. Too. Because what you ate was not the what Moses gave you was not the bread from heaven. That wasn't the bread. Have you noticed that the chapter is about bread? So he says that, for it is written, our fathers ate the bread. He gave them bread from heaven. Jesus said, no, you guys, no, 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 no. Moses did not give them the bread from heaven. Read it. Jesus, then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven. Mm-hmm. But my father gives you the true bread from heaven. Uh-huh. 
For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. He said the bread of God is a he. The bread of God is a he. It's not an it. He said the bread of God is he who comes. You see how he started that thing? Started by giving, asking them, where can we find bread? But he himself knew what he would do. Because he was the bread. Where can we find bread for these people? His disciples were so natural. So they were answering in the, in, in the natural sense. Oh, there's no amount of bread. Please send them to go. There's no amount. Where can we find bread? So now the, his discourse with the Jews came to the place where he was telling them that um, this bread that you eat, it will perish. But you have to eat the bread that will never, uh, that will give eternal life. And they said, what must we do there? Well, to do the work of God. He said, believe on him who God has sent. He said, oh, what time do you give us? Because our fathers ate the bread from heaven. And he said, no, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven. But God, my father, is the one who gives you the bread of, from heaven. And the bread from heaven that my father gives is he. Read it again. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven wow. and gives life to the world. So what is the bread of God? He who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. What's the bread of God? I can't hear you louder. What's the bread of God? For the last time, louder. What's the bread of God? If I were you, I would tweet it. The bread of God. He who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. That's the bread of God. God is a baker. So he said, What's the bread of God? He who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. That's the bread of God. Continue saying. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. You see, he said, Sir, give us this bread always. Because if the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven, and gives life to the world, then give us this bread, Lord. He said, Lord, give us this bread always. What did he say? And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Someone shout, I am the bread of life. Shout it again, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Did I tell you he was leading them onto something? He, 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 he. He led them on, led them on, led them on, and he whet their appetite to want this bread. I want this bread. I want this bread. I'm glad you lost your job so you can want God more. I'm glad he didn't marry you so you can want God more. You would have left church by now. I'm glad she didn't marry you so you can want God more. I'm glad that contract didn't go through. I'm glad you failed that exam. And you ended up doing a different course. Because the course, you had, that architecture would have taken you to Dubai or United Arab Emirates. Or somewhere where it looks like money is very rife. You get a lot. Because the way you are desiring money, the way your entire family is all about money, everything, you have to get money. You have to get money. You have to get, even when you are selling your, if you, you have to sell your destiny to get money, you would have gotten it because you didn't know any better. I'm glad you failed that exam. Someone shout providence. providence. If you are working with God, uh, may I announce to you that if you walk with God, according to Romans 8.28, all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose, not their whims, not their financial needs, not their vision, his purpose. Thank God it didn't go the way you thought it would. Today I stand here and say, thank God I didn't have a child earlier. Thank God, providence. Hallelujah. So, he said, they said, ah, give us this bread. Give us this bread. He let them on. He let them on. Some of you, had it not been for the fact that you are not happy with the conditions at home, you wouldn't have been here. By now, you'd have booked some 
cinema, going to watch a movie, the latest movie. What's the latest movie? Spider-Man. <laughs> eh? Festival. Oh, first and few. an old movie is back again. Part eight. Wow, that'd be nice. Why don't we close and go and watch it? <laughs> Thank God. Thank God you lost your, you would have had enough money to be watching it by now. Yes. My God. Thank God. Your girlfriend would have taken you to, by now you would have been in the cinema. Thank God. Thank God you left, left you lost your job. Sometimes it's good. And thank God you are not Amandoloyas Katayas. Thank God. He let them on. He let them on. Because all things work together for good to those like you and I who love the Lord and actually they are actually called according to God's own purpose. God has a program for your life. It may not go the way you think things must go for you, but I guarantee you, if you can keep loving God in spite of the negativities that you are seeing, all will be very good, okay? Oh, he has a way of taking care of your children. He has a way of taking care of your family. He has a way of taking care of your health so that his purpose can be fulfilled. I see God favoring somebody here. I see God's program working in somebody's life here. Shout a living hallelujah. So now they said, Lord, give us. I'm sure by that time, is it not the same thing he did to the woman at the well in John chapter 4? He said, can I have water to drink? He didn't need the water. There wasn't anywhere in scripture that Bible said he collected the water and drank. He just had discussion with her. He didn't need water. But he started by, because he didn't have anything to fetch the water. So she assumed he was sitting there waiting for someone who is coming to fetch water and give him, this Jew, some water to drink. And you are asking me, uh, a Samaritan woman, to give you, a Jewish man, water to drink. It seems like you don't know your history. He said, give me to drink. And the woman said, how come that you are asking me water to drink? You are a Jew. Asking a Samaritan woman water to drink. He said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is, who said to you, give me to drink, you would have asked him, give me to drink rather. And then she said, but the well is deep and you don't have nothing to draw. How can you give me water? And he said that, no, this water, this water, when you drink You'll be thirsty and come back again. But the water that I will give, you won't have to come back here again. So you come late and dodge the men who are, who everyone, they know you in town. Because she has been with so many men. So she comes to fetch water when everyone has finished fetching water and people have gone, she needs to come and fetch water and goes back. So actually, going to the well was a very, was a very, very serious it was a very, very daunting thing for him. It's like some of you waking up Monday morning to go to work. Ah, no, you just don't like it. Oh, but you know what? Some people to hear it will shock you. Coming to church is like going to the well for the woman to draw water. They really didn't want, but. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. And he who believes in me shall never thirst. So John 6.35 is one of the I am sayings of Christ. He said, I am the bread of life. What did he say, I am? Say it again. What did he say he was? The, 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 what? What? Take notice of that, okay? Bread of life. Those of you who have pens and paper, you can write it. Bread of life. Okay. So he said, I am the bread of life. And then they said, okay, give us this bread and blah, blah. The discourse continues. And it didn't end. Okay, let's pick it up from verse 46. Not that anyone has seen the Father, except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. I, let's all say, I am the bread of life. Let's say Jesus is the bread of life. But this question, this provokes this question. But why would you need the bread of life? Because he said it already that if you don't eat this bread of life, you don't have everlasting life. Okay? So he said, I am the bread of life. All right. Continue. I'll show you something. Your fathers ate them. 
so, so, so far, have you realized that he's been talking about bread? What else has he been talking about? No, no, bread, bread of life. So, but the, the main, the main, um, the subject in their discourse is bread. All right, and that's all he's been talking about. But let's look, let's move on. There's something that popped up very strangely. Read on. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread. Which ah, 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 ah. I am the. Previously, he said, I am. Now, I am the. Is there a difference? I taught you some time ago. There kind of is. Priscilla, do you think there's a difference? The living bread, the bread of life. The living bread is the nature. It's the bread that is alive. The, the, the bread is alive. But when he said, I am the bread of life, the bread that gives life. But this time he said, the bread that is actually alive. The bread that can walk. The bread that, that has life. The bread, the bread that can say, hello. <laughs> the bread that can say, I won't let you bite me. I won't let you have a go. The bread is alive. It's a living bread. And that bread, where you eat it, is a bread of life. The bread that brings you life. Now watch this. How do you get bread? How do you make bread? You need a flour. Where do you get the flour from? Wheat. Wheat. <laughs> oh, Tesco. Someone is a Tesco. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. The way I asked the question, it wasn't very, a, a better way. It is, how do you get flour? That's, that's what I should have said. I should have said, where do you get the flour from? Obviously, it's the Tesco shop. The self-raising or the plane. Yeah. So, okay. So, how do you get flour? Wheat. Am I right? Wheat. What's wheat? It's a plant. So, bread actually is a product or produce of the field. Is, is plants, uh, vegetation. So bread has not got blood. Oh, or yours has? Oh no, that jam is not blood. <laughs> Patricia, are you listening to me? Uh, jam is not blood. Uh, there are different types of, and it, uh, this strawberry red thing, is it a jam? Yeah. Marmalade is not strawberry. I can tell you, add butter, marmalade, and then um, uh, uh, peanut butter. And then, I can tell. And then you add mayonnaise. <laughs> and then put ketchup. <laughs> Hot dog. <laughs> Oh, the other one, what's it? The, the yellow thing, what's it called? Master. <laughs> All right. So he said, I am the bread of life. Let, let's take it from there. I am the living the bread, living bread yeah. which came down from heaven. Uh -huh. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And watch, the... watch this. If any man lives, eats, sorry, eats, eats of this bread, he will live forever. So why are we supposed to eat of this bread? Because he said your fathers ate manas in the manna in the wilderness and they are dead. But this bread you eat to live forever. That's why this bread is important. So that even if you are allergic to bread, this one you have to eat it like that. And you may not you won't have any reactions. All right. Read it. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh. Is my what? Okay, read it again. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, uh -huh. which I shall give for you for the life of the world. Yes. The Jews therefore quarreled amongst themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to so, eat? No, no, no. Now he's moving them to another level now. He said, ah, we are talking about bread. Okay, you give us this bread. Now he said, this bread that I'll give is my flesh. Flesh, flesh, flesh. 
Not my hair. Hair has not got blood. Flesh is introducing something else. Says my flesh. Flesh is not dry. Oh, I'm eating. What are eating? Flesh and butter. <laughs> Steak and I've added butter. <laughs> All right. Read it. The Jews therefore quarreled amongst themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood. Ah! He introduced the major element inside now. He said, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and you got to drink. Now, this is where it gets interesting because. According to Genesis chapter 2 verse 9, when God created man, he said, eat of the, the, the tree. Man was not meant to eat of flesh. Is that so? Read it quickly. And the Lord commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. Yes. So they were eating from trees. Never told them to eat from meat. But after the fall, when men fell, they had to, they then, God then introduced meat. So Jesus in the garden was the tree of life, similar to the bread thing. He was the tree of life. But after the fall, he didn't remain the tree of life. He became the lamb of God. Which lamb you have to, you have something to eat and something to drink. According to Exodus, I, can I quote a bit yes, more? Yes. According to Exodus chapter 12, verse 4. Exodus chapter 12, verse 4, and then verse 7, and verse 8, and then verse 22. Let's leave it. You, can, you don't read verse 22. You, those who are writing, write verse 22. But leave verse 22. Verse 4. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of persons. Uh -huh. According to each man's need, you shall make your count for the lamb. So everyone needed a lamb. What are we supposed to do for the, with the lamb? Go to the verse 7. And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel oh. of the houses where they eat it. So when you kill the lamb, take the blood, put it on your two doorposts and the lintel of the house where you are eating it. Is that all? Then they shall eat the flesh on ah. that night. So you are they were supposed to eat the flesh now. Because of sin, they had to eat the flesh so they can get the blood. What is the need for blood? Blood is for redemption. John 1, 29. This is the behold, the Lamb of God who takes away sin. Blood is for dealing with sin. Blood from Genesis. Blood has always been for. John 1, uh, 29 said, behold the Lamb. Watch, watch this. He didn't say the bread. He said the Lamb. The lamp of God who takes, why? Because the lamp of God will give his blood. Romans chapter 3 verse 25, just write it down. Because if you, anyone tells it, you waste our time. Josh, be fast. From Romans chapter 3 verse 25, we are going to Hebrews chapter, chapter 9 verse 22. Romans 3 25, read it now. Whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through Jesus. faith uh -huh. to demonstrate his righteousness. Because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins, the sins that were previously by his committed. Blood. So God set Christ for propitiation through, uh, set forth, really. Whom God set forth as a propitiation as, by his by blood. By his blood. It's for, the blood is for sin, to deal with sin. You can't deal with sin without blood. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22 says that, for without the remission of blood, sorry, the shedding of blood, there was no remission of sins. So the blood is required to, required to deal with sin. Blood is required to deal with sins. Because without blood, sin cannot be dealt with. And so, hallelujah. According to John chapter 19 verse 34, this is even deeper. 34, read it and see. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear and immediately. <laughs> this is on the cross. They said this man, because it was getting late and what they had to do was to make sure that the convicted criminals, executed criminals are really dead. They must be dead. So they have to check if they are actually dead. So if they are not dead, what they did was, you know, on the cross, you see, you see, his ankles were nailed to the tree and the arms were like this. So that's all that's, he's hanging. Actually, he's hanging on the tree. 
he was hanging. And when you hang like that, breathing becomes a problem. Because once your arms are being stretched out, when you are breathing, you need to push the diaphragm. Those of you who know a little bit of science. To breathe out, you have to push the diaphragm up and then in, push it down. And, but once your hands are like this, the diaphragm begins to struggle. So the only way you can sustain yourself is the, even though it's painful in your legs, you, they use their leg to support and push themselves for breathing. So when they, re, they want to kill you, you have to die quickly, they break their legs. So now their legs are weak, so you just hang it by, and then you begin to suffocate easily. <laughs> you can't breathe and you die. So, but there was a scripture that says that none of his, his bones was broken. So Jesus' bones cannot be broken. And so when it was time, they said, get, them, get rid of them so that they can die quickly. They broke legs of the thieves. And then this one, they broke. So when they got to Jesus, they said he's dead already. So to validate whether, to make sure he's dead, Bible said they put a, a spear in his side. And then, blood. Read it. 34. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear. And immediately blood and water came out. Not water and blood. Blood first. Blood. And then water. Why water? Because that, that, the blood has become, his, his blood had not drained out. But when you die, your blood flow stops. So just the water in the body was what was coming out. But blood came first. It gushed out. But you know they had to, I told you sometimes, they have to open the side. Because Jesus is the, sorry, the groom. And to get a bride, they must open your side. I don't know why men want to marry and you are not ready to open your side. <laughs> oh, you check Adam and Eve. In, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 21 to 23, Bible says that, and are you there, Josh? Oh, I feel like preaching. All right, read it, Josh. And the Lord caused, the Lord God caused the deep sleep to fall on Adam and he slept and okay. he took one of his ribs. And Where's the rib? <laughs> no, don't, don't tell me it's your jaws, brother. The ribs are on your side, okay? And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman. A woman, hallelujah. I believe that on the cross, Jesus too was the second Adam or last Adam. He was put to bed on the cross. His rib, his side was open and the blood and the blood, what's the blood for? Redemption. The blood. So, when you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there are different accounts of Christ. Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they focus more on the redemptive aspect of Jesus' death. But many people don't know that when Jesus was dying on the cross, he wasn't only releasing blood to deal with sin, he was also releasing water to give life. So, so, the can I tell you the difference between the blood and the water that came out of Jesus? Are you interested in knowing? Are you sure you are interested in knowing? All right. The, the blood came out. It's the blood was to deal with sin. Okay? It's the blood. As I read a few scriptures already, to deal with sin and, and also to purchase the church according to Acts chapter 20, verse 28. We were purchased by his blood. So he released the blood to deal with sin. They overcame, they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their. So the, the, the blood was to deal with sin, the power of sin, and to purchase the church. Whilst the water, I like this, the water was to deal with death. That's why on the cross, it says that except a grain of wheat, John 12 24. Except a grain of which falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But when it dies, it produces much good. So it, 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 it fell to deal with death so that life would be released. And the water that came was a release. He was releasing the life inside him for the producing of the church. He released his blood for the dealing with sin to purchase the church. He released his, the, the water inside of him to deal with death. So and John chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. Ah, the scriptures are now too many, isn't it? 
This is interesting. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, okay. that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. You see, he was dying on the cross to release, to give life, to deal with death, because they were dying in the wilderness. So their death was, was to deal with, the, his death dying on the cross was to deal with death and to release life. The blood that came out of him was to deal with the sin, the sin problem, the sin problem. That is why the curtain was torn from the top to the bottom. The, the, the division between God and man, the, 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 the dichotomy, the, 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 the barrier between God was removed. The Bible says that there was darkness on the face of the earth because sin was being judged now. Sin was being dealt with. That's why there was darkness. On the cross, he said, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabatani. He said, Father, forgive them. Because when he was, in fact, all these things I'm saying, it is what Matthew, Mark, and Luke said. They didn't talk about the life aspect. They only spoke about the sin-dealing aspect. But it is only John who talks, presents Jesus as the giver of life. So that's why I said, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. There was a man sent from God. His name was John. He was not the light, but he was sent to bear witness of the light. The light that lighted every man that comes out of man. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say, so I actually feel like preaching. <laughs> so, the, and so the water that came out of him, as I said, was to, was to deal with death and release. It just reminds me of Exodus chapter 17, verse 6. Verse 6, yeah, Exodus 17, 6. Is it Exodus 17, 6? Read it, let me hear. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock in Horeb, mm. and you shall strike the rock, and water will come out of it that the people may drink. They were dying. They were looked, They needed water. Water came. So in First Corinthians chapter ten, verse four, Bible says that they drank from the rock that followed them, which was Christ. So he had water of life in Revelation chapter. Oh, hey, uh, let me remember this. Revelation chapter 21, 21, 21. Verse six says, and he said to me, "It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life." That's it. The fountain. The fountain of water of life. The fountain. Watch. Oh, I have to finish on this. It's a fountain. When he struck the rock, fountain gushed out. Is it not when they when they pierced him? Fountain. But it wasn't only fountain of water of life. It was fountain of blood and water. How about is there anything like fountain of blood? Yes, sir. There's fountain of blood in Zechariah chapter 30, verse 1. Hey! The garage of 13 verse 1. Read it less here. In that day, a fountain shall be opened for the house of David. Oh, a fountain shall be opened. Uh -huh. And for the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Yes. For sin and for uncleanness. This fountain is for sin. The fountain of blood. He said in that day, a fountain will be opened for the inhabitants. And it's a fountain for sin. The fountain that is taking care of this is the fountain of blood. And then, but we have the fountain of water that gives life. So when they pierce him, it was a serious thing. It's a serious covenant statement. Blood. And then he said, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. He was talking about bread. He said, I am the bread. But for your information, in Genesis, he was the tree of life. But because of sin, he wasn't the tree of life anymore. He became the lamb of God. So you, you can have the meat to eat and the blood for your sin to drink. So you drink the blood. It says that put the blood on the house. The blood must be upon you. The blood must be upon you. And he said, if on, until, unless you eat me, eat my flesh and drink my blood, you don't have life. He says that this, my life, I give for the life of the world. Let's finish on John chapter 6. John chapter 6 verse 53. Let's start from 51. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Too and nice. the bread that I shall give is my flesh, yes, yes. which I shall give for the life of the world. Yes. The Jews therefore quarreled amongst themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. 
Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For, the, for my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me. Amen. Amen. My flesh is meat indeed. Why would you have to eat? Why would you eat? It's not for taste. When you go to, sometimes, I don't know how many of you have been sick before. So when you are sick, you lose appetite. No, I know some of you don't look like you. Lose. <laughs> I don't think you ever lose appetite, but let's assume you are like all of us. <laughs> how many of you have lost appetite before? But they will force you, especially when you have a mother. Your mother will force you. So food is necessary for living. Now, does that make sense when Bible says, Pastor Frank, you know what I was saying? He himself knew what he would do when he asked, where are we going to get bread for these people? Where are we going to get bread? He knew that the bread that he wanted to point them for, for their living, for their life, was he himself. And as, as, as human beings, what we need is not just the bread, but the bread in the form of his flesh and his blood that must be drunk. And so before he was betrayed, he said he took bread and after he had given thanks, he blessed it and gave it to them and he said to them, take this all of you and eat it. This is my body which we're giving up for you. And when he, they are finished eating, he took the cup, he blessed it and gave thanks. Give it to them. He said, take this all of you, drink it. This is the New Testament in my blood. As often as you do this, you just activate the fact that you are in Christ. You activate the fact that blood has been shed for you. Death has been defeated. Satan cannot have an upper hand over your life. Satan cannot have an upper hand over your marriage. Satan cannot have an upper hand over your children. Satan cannot have an upper hand over your house. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at carries.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.